Can't hear everyone's voice. Lord, I bow. Lord, I bow. From your spirit. Yeah, Lord, I bow. I bow. Father, we thank you. Thank you because you have a plan. Thank you because we host divine glory. We are the house of glory. Thank you because we are river bank. <laughs> and as the knowledge of the glory of the Lord covers the sea, we, we align ourselves with fulfillment of prophecy. In the name of Jesus, wherever we go, we are equipped for ministry. In the name of Jesus, today we declare that the eyes of our understanding are open. We declare that we see. We declare that through the eyes of the Spirit, we see your plans and we are equipped for it. We are sponsored by the anointing of your Spirit and we see fulfillment of prophecy in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Say prophecy is fulfilled in my life. I host divine glory. Hallelujah. All right, All right, glory, glory to God. God. Ah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're out of time. Please greet one another. Tell someone, welcome to church. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I may be comfortably seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, Father, we thank you because the entrance of your word gives light. There is understanding for us. We do not walk in darkness. We do not stumble. We do not fall. We have the light of life. We are a city set on a hill and we cannot be hid. Thank you because we beam your light everywhere we go. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Say loud amen. Say loud amen. Hallelujah. I'm teaching something very, very important today, and it's titled Prayers That Cause Miracles. Glory to God. Say prayers that cause miracles. Listen. The Word of God is given to equip us. And it's important that, you know, many years ago, when I began to learn about the miraculous, one of the things that... Um, Helped me, especially when it came to motive and the determination to walk in the miracles was because, listen to me, miracles are not luxurious. People are going through actual pains. I hear what I'm saying. People are going through actual situations. Look at um, in Acts chapter, Mark chapter 8. The Bible talks about the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says she had been bleeding for years. She had been in pain. You know what the Bible said? It says she spent all that she had. I hear what I'm saying. I hear what I'm saying. She spent everything she had. The Bible said the situation did not get better. It got worse. The Bible says she spent all she had on physicians. She had, she had gone, gone on to, to all, all the doctors. doctors. Ah. Ah. Listen, Listen, people are going through real issues. Though. And so and they, they have, have spent, spent their, their money. money. They have moved from hospital to hospital. 
There are people that doctors began using them to ask lab rats, started testing things on them. There was a story I heard. The person said his leg was always hot. Always. You know those days when you want to remove your shoes? Imagine that's the person's life. In the middle of the night, that's how it is. Then doctors started testing. Oh, yeah, put your leg in cold water. They say, ah, it's more painful. They say, put it in hot water. They didn't even know what to do. And listen to me. You might not know this, but there are people in this same situation, even in this city. You might not know them, but wait until you blow. Wait until you walk in the power of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are people that they've thrown arrow egg at. Some of them are the only Christian in their compound. They say, eh. You are the one that is disturbing us. Then as a group, they they, they come together. This one says I'm from this court. This one says I'm from this court. Then they threw an arrow. The person has been praying, praying, praying for the salvation of their soul. Then they retaliate. Now the person is down in health. And nobody can help the person. Because the person normally is a prayer warrior. We have a responsibility. I told you this is Ephesus. In Ephesus, they were using real jazz for real issues. I hear what I'm, what I'm saying. saying. But, but if you were just like every other person, they will not disturb you. But when Paul came to the city with the power of God, they saw that what they were doing could not have any effect anymore. The Bible says they abdicated their jars. They burned their charm books. I hear what I'm saying. I hear what I'm saying. Look with the eyes of the spirit. You understand what I say when I say this is Ephesus. There are people that are walking by the power of the devil and causing situations all around. You know this thing. Even in the politics of Nigeria, you know how it is. You know how it is. I was saying about a particular group of people for anything they can throw jazz at you. Any single thing. One that I heard was that the man, the man came to their ceremony and they had given him food at home and they gave him food in the ceremony. He said just because they didn't give him extra food, literally extra food, he killed somebody. In this Nigeria. Listen, listen to me. There are families that are going through things. And they and need, they need solution. solution. The power of God is not for luxury. It's not for showmanship. You must walk in. Listen, I know you are healing the sick, but you must do more. That person's problem is not if if head they go, thank you, Jesus, but they want more. Listen, you don't have a choice. I hear what I'm saying. And so today we are teaching prayers that cause miracles. The reason why I'm doing this is, listen, I'm your pastor. And it is my privilege to know what God wants to do in your life and prepare you for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. And so what happened was that the Spirit of God began to prod my heart and began to instruct me towards, and this was towards the end of last year, that when someone is sick, you would lay hands on the person. Right? And we've seen a whole lot of healings, right? Hallelujah. How many of you have tried it on your own, but... 
It wasn't what you expected. Be honest. Be honest. You tried it maybe at home or somewhere. Nobody. So all of you, all the first of all, how many of you pray for the sick outside church? Signify by show of hand. Keep your hands up. How many of you pray for the sick outside church? How many of you, when you pray for them, their body immediately responds with tears? You can drop your hand. All right. Glory to God. Now, what we want to do, and that's good, right? That's why we're training you. What I want to do is this. I want to teach you how we get those results. I want to show you behind the scene of how we pray for people. Do you understand? And then we get them healed. And that's very important. But let me start from Numbers chapter 11. Let me show you something very interesting. And, oh, no, no, let, let me start from here. Listen. Here, listen. There are mindsets that people have that have kept them from working in the miracles. The first one is that miracles are for hyper-spiritual people. Not normal people like you and I. Miracles are for people that if you see them, you know them. Those people that have gone to the jungle to pray. Do you understand? Those people that their tongues are, you know when tongues is grass. Do you get even the way they will open their mouth to speak the tongue, you know, ah, you've seen something. <laughs> it's not true. Miracles are not just for hyper-spiritual people. Miracles are for believers. Glory to God. Say miracles are for believers. Say it again. All right. So say miracles are for me. Some people believe that miracles are for people that are holy. You know, you know, people, people that, that have sinless perfection. perfection. Those kind of people that, that, that if they go and borrow matches from you, you. and they say, just, just give me one stick. stick. I say, take, take it there. They, they will not, not take two. You, you know those people? Those people that say, I saw this, you forgot your biro last year Christmas when it came. Your biro cover. Last year Christmas. Seats. I kept it for you. I didn't use it too. I just kept it there. People, 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 the worst is people actually believe that casting out of demons is for people that have sinless perfection. That is, you know, they are afraid. People actually legit think that demons know everything because demons are now God. It's not true. So if you just want to cast devils, say you, you, you that you said you were going to collect one match, you want to cast me out. I will not go. It's not true. It's not true. In Acts chapter 3, the Bible talks about Peter and James. They were going, uh, and John, they were going to the temple at our prayer. And then they saw a man that has been lame for decades. They told the man, silver and gold I have now. You know that story? He said, what I have. Hey, I would to God there will be a company of believers that know what we have. Imagine the fact that Peter said what I have. I have something that can change your situation. It's the confidence for me. You must build that level of confidence. You must know how it works. Listen, realize that the people were amazed when he healed the sick. And Peter and began, began to change their theology, theology from there. He says, why are you looking at me? Let's go there. Acts chapter 3. Let me, let me just read it. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Acts chapter 3 and verse. Oh. What verse is it? Sorry? Sorry? Read together, Acts chapter 3, verse 12. One to go. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? And why look ye earnestly at us? Listen, listen. He says, Why are you shocked? Meaning, when you heal a madman, we shouldn't all begin to gather and look at you and say, Eh? We didn't know you were hot like this, so. The shock, the surprise is not for believers. It should be normal for believers. The reason is this, listen. There is a mentality that believers have that should make them not to be shocked. I hear what I'm saying. Your shock is because you think you cannot, you think it's big. And it usually happens, right? When people that don't speak in tongues, you speak in tongues, they smoke here like you. They're amazed. Some of them, when they see the way you know the Bible, they say, ah, 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 you're small like this. How did you know so much? And so for a believer, you shouldn't, if you are amazed, there's a problem with your theology. So look at what he says. Look at your Bible. He says, oh, why you look so earnestly at us, as though what? Read, read, as do what? As do by our power or by our holiness, we have made this man to work. It's not by my power, it's not by my holiness. Listen. So, some of you think I'm not that powerful. It's not by your power. Listen, even if you are that powerful, it's not by your power. I hear what I'm saying. So, why you are working on making yourself so powerful? He says, I did it. It's not by my power. He says, neither is it by my holiness. It's not because I'm the most perfect person in the universe. And so those roadblocks you have put, do you understand? They have hindered you from working the miracles. He has knocked them off. When I walk miracles, it's not because I'm one powerful guy. You hear what I'm saying? It's not because since the beginning of the year, to the end of the year. I've not told one single lie. That's not what he's saying. Now, is he encouraging you to go ahead and say No, he's just saying, the reason why I'm able to do the miraculous is different from what you think. So some people assume it's for hyper spiritual people. Some people assume that miracles are for people that are strong in faith. You know those people? Even if they are shaking, vibrating like this, out of sickness, they will not go to hospital. They will rather trek from, you know, Narai to The Lord will supply my needs. I will not ask anybody. You know those who ask, Jim, Jim, in faith. You know what Jesus said? Listen. Hi, Shabaratina. He said, and this is why you must not listen to me. You must not allow the world 
educate you concerning spiritual things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They would make you feel like these things. The world, though, make, have you seen how they talk about miracles as if it's a big deal? Ah, I'm not sure. This one that we're seeing, hmm, all this one is packaged. Listen, why do we need to fake a miracle if it's easy? It's so easy. We don't, it's easier to do a miracle than dramatize a miracle. Why? It's not by my power, it's not by my holiness, it's by what? Now you have to rehearse and make sure you get it very well. That's difficult. That's very difficult. When you want to fake a miracle, it's difficult. Because now you have to make sure from the beginning of the service to, do, to when I pray for you, you will sit down on the wheelchair like you're crippled. That's difficult. But I can just tell someone that's actually crippled. Now I have to tell you, you have to be like you're happy. When you stand up, you have to do it. You're not getting it. That's difficult. That's difficult. All Peter All did was he walked and he saw a man that was crippled. He said, stand up. Everyone says, stand up. No, 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 no. Say, 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 stand up. Yeah. No, no, you do it like you're seeing an actual crippled person. You say, sir, or God, rise up. Are you hear what I'm saying? It's so easy. And so, I'm going to teach you three things. The first one is mindset. The second one is conviction. The third one is prayer. There's the, There's the mindset, mindset that sponsors the miracles. There's the conviction that sponsors the miracles. And there's a type of prayer that sponsors the miracles. Let's go to mindset. For the mindset, I want you to have the right mindset. I've, I've moved away the hindrance, what you used to think. And I want to give you the right mindset. Look at Numbers chapter 11. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Numbers 11 from verse 17. Numbers and chapter 11. And verse 17. I'm going to read verse 17. Then I'll skip to verse 24. And then I'll read the downwards. Numbers 11, 17. Are you there? Response. Numbers 11, 17. Are you there? All right. He says, I will come down and walk with thee there. He says, and I will take of the spirits. Say, take of the Spirit, which is upon thee, and I will put upon them. He says, and they shall bear the burdens of the people that thou bear not thyself alone. So what did God say he would do? Listen. He says, I will take of the Spirit that is upon thee, and I will put this Spirit upon them. Right? Now go to verse 24. Read verse 24 together. Verse 24, are you there? Read together what to go. And Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord and gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and set them around the tabernacle. Verse 25. And the Lord came down in a cloud and he spoke to them and he took the spirit which was upon him and gave it to the 70 elders and it came to pass that as the spirit of God rested upon them, he said they prophesied and did not cease. Literally normal guys, just random guys around, noble people, respected people in the area, never done anything spiritual, but they're just noble people. What happened? You came back later and realized these guys are prophesying. He says, listen, what happened? There was a spirit upon Moses. Are you hearing me? Then he said, I took it and put upon them. 
And without preparation, without prayer, without fasting, the Bible said they began to prophesy. Moses would go up the mountain and go and talk with God and come back and say, this is the word of the Lord. These guys just finished eating. They came for a meeting. The spirit of God that was upon Moses was put upon them. They began to talk. They began to say that the spirit of the Lord is saying that he's taking us to the land. This is what will happen in the land. They began to talk about the mind of God because the spirit of God was upon them. He said, it's not of him that will it. It's not of him that run it. It's not by your efforts. It's not by your holiness. It's not by your power. When you see those who prophesy, you are saying, wow! These are the things that they prophesied long ago. How did you know? Have you read the books? Have you heard the sermons? These things were prophesied before you were born. How did you know about it? He says, I took my spirit and put upon them. Do you hear that? That's it. So did, so did the people, the people fast, fast to prophesy? To prophesy? Did they did pray, pray to, to prophesy? prophesy? No! All that happened was that God's spirit was upon them. Glory to God. Now look at Joel chapter 2. We read from verse 28 and 29. Joel. Glory to God. Say, I got the Holy Ghost in me. I got the Holy Ghost in me. He's at work in me. He's at work in me. Hallelujah. Are you in 2 verse 28? Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. I'm giving you time to open it. Just check the book of contents. It's okay. Hallelujah. George of the 2 verse 28. Are you there now? Read together one to go. Do you hear that? Hey. 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 In a generation where there were a handful of people, just a select people, that we treated specially. When we hear about them, we gist about them. He said, do you know that the man, one day, he did this, and then he did him back to Christ. Mad! Then he was one time that he dropped a cup of water, and the team multiplied and became a notion. Yay! You know, just a handful of people. They said there was this man, he wanted to cross the sea. Just alone, not like Moses that wanted to carry God. We're alone. He just struck it, and the water just divided. Hey, I mean, when Moses did it, we knew that God had already prophesied, "I'll bring the children of Israel back to the land." So, which no prophecy, just convenience, just a handful of people, and then now, Job begins to prophesy. I didn't, I didn't finish reading Numbers. numbers. Let me tell you what happened at the end of Numbers. The Bible says, you know there were 70 people. So two of them, two of the 70 people did not come for the meeting. They were in their house. They were in the camp. Right? They were not in the chapel. The Bible says, there and there. Because they were selected to be among the 17 people. Even though they were not in the meeting. 
The Bible said the Spirit of God hits them there. They began to prophesy in the camp. So when he says, I'll pour my Spirit upon all flesh, once you are included, it doesn't matter if you're in church, or it doesn't matter if you're in the streets, and you need to heal the sick. The Spirit of God that did it here will do the same thing. Hallelujah. And so Joshua came to report. He said, Moses, some people are prophesying in the camp. Please stop them. Moses said, are you jealous on my behalf? He says, I wish to God that all God's people. And now Joel is talking about it. But look at the condition. How is it going to happen? This is what I'm saying, the mindset. How are God's people going to be able to do what God will have them do? He says, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. And once my spirit comes upon you, he said, you begin to dream dreams. You begin to see visions. Some of you think, when I finish fasting, praying, praying every night, 12 to 3. Maybe I'll wear white clothes and be praying. Funny things. Then I'll begin to see visions. No. All flesh. Oh, everybody. He says, I'll pour my spirit. The condition for walking in the miraculous is having the spirit of God. Simple. Simple. Read your Bible. And question, question, do you have the Spirit of God? Exactly. Are you hearing me? He says, I'll pour my Spirit upon all flesh. He says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see vision. He says, and also upon your servants and upon your handmaidens. In those days will I pour out my Spirit. What's he saying? You are not disqualified. It's not for old men alone. It's not for those that have been in the faith for years. They have been seeking this gift for years. It's not for that people, group of people alone. Old men, old women, young men, young women. He said, even upon your servants. Servants were seen as possession, like your goats. Do you get what I'm saying? The Bible talk about the wealth of a man. You say he was wealthy in silver and in gold, in male servants and in female servants. They were in the same group. They were in the same WhatsApp group. But he says, even if people see you like that, if people see you as that insignificant, he said, I'll pour my spirit and it will make you to be able to do what you see the bigger and powerful men doing. Now that's the mindset you must have. How am I going to be able to do this huge miracle? I got the Holy Ghost. I have got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. You see that? Do you see that? And so, when God gives you His Spirit, it produces in us consecration. We looked at that this last week. He says, I'll put my spirit within you. He said, we cause you to walk according to my statutes. So, like I told you, growth is a gift. It's the work of the spirit. I hear what I'm saying. So, when you look at things you want to overcome, you don't say, I have to try. Let me say you have anger issues. Like, I have to walk on it. He didn't say walk on it. He says, I'll put my spirit in you. 
He says the gift of the spirit. He said there is peace. He says the work of the flesh is outburst of anger. But the spirit of God can walk in you. He says it's self-control. I hear what I'm saying. And so this is part of what I'm teaching today. How do I move from knowing that I have self-control in my spirit to making it my experience? Prayers that cause miracles. Where they say, ah, God has changed you. You didn't used to be like this. What has happened to you? Listen to me. There's a way to pray. Some of you are like, I'm praying about it. You Listen. Listen. There's a reason why there are different types of prayers in the Bible. It's because not all prayers work from all situations. There's a way to pray in a situation. I hear what I'm saying. So you're like, I'm praying about it. But it's not changing. Why? You're inserting the wrong code. You have the keys, but you're using the wrong key for the right door. You have to take the right key. There are keys for your house. There's a key for the gate. There's a key for the main door. There's a key into the corridor. There's a key into your room. Even if all of them are in one bunch, you must insert the right key into the right door. And so there's prayer, but there's how to pray. The disciples of Jesus have been praying all their lives. They were religious people. The Jews were used to praying. But they said, teach us how to pray. You know what happened? Jesus took different times to teach them different ways to pray. In Luke chapter 18, he prayed about, he taught them to pray without turning back. He said, men ought always to pray and not lose hearts. He taught them insistence in prayer. So that's a code. So even when, listen, even when you use the right key in this type of situation, you need to insist. Do you see that? You need to insist. So sometimes when Jesus, do you know what he's saying? Pay attention. He's saying that there were times when Jesus was praying about the same thing over and over and over and over again. Because in that situation, he needed to insist. And so Jesus said he was going to take them a parable to the end that men ought to pray always and not lose hearts. And then he said there was a man. He came to see his friend. His friend did have something to give him. And so the friend went to meet his neighbor and said, my friend is around. I need to give him something. He was knocking at the door. The friend would not stand up. He says, but because he continued. And so Jesus said, that's a demonstration of faith. You see that? So, listen. There are times when you've been praying the right prayer for the right situation. The missing ingredient was insistence. You stopped. You stopped. Now it looks like you didn't get it. You see what I'm saying? And so in Matthew chapter 26, the Bible said Jesus went to the garden to pray. And he prayed. Nah, 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 nah. He came, came out. out. He, told he told his disciples, his Why are you sleeping? He's like, ah. oh, Let's pray. He went, he went back. back. The Bible said he prayed with the same words. This is insistent. When it was time, you know what happened? He was strengthening. So, that's different from when they say, Teach us how to pray. 
That's different from when he taught them the Lord's Prayer. So there are different codes that you use in prayer. Spiritual intelligence is that you know what to use at a particular time. Listen, um, I think it was you I was talking to yesterday about discernment. As a believer, listen, I've taught you before about spiritual intelligence. It means without necessarily the Holy Ghost tell you something, you know what to do in that situation. You know what to do. For example, if someone is not saved, you know, you know, and say, please, I want to be born again. Don't you know what to do? You need to say, I'm coming. Let me go and pray to seek God's face to know how he wants you to be born again. Is there such a thing? No! Why? You have intelligence. And so even with the miracles, even with prayer, you can have intelligence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How will I do the miracles? Because I have the Holy Ghost, I'm able to do them. You see that? So, he produces in you consecration. But it also produces in you manifestation. They are able to demonstrate the power of God. But whether it has to do with consecration, or it has to do with manifestation, if you are going to have practical results, there's how to pray. We'll get to that. But let's look at Galatians chapter 3 from verse 1. I want to show you something. I'm, talking, I'm still talking about mindset. Paul was talking to the Galatian church. These are people that have been trained. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1. Are you there? Response, are you there? You don't know if you're there. Yes, no, are you there? All right, almost. I've known the option. Are you there now? Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. Read together, one, two, go. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has preached you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth at sacrifice amongst you? What's he saying? When he says foolish, he wasn't insulting them. Alright? It wasn't like he was insulting them. No. He was, he was describing, describing listen, 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 something, something that maybe, maybe some, some of you are doing now. And we do it during lecture. You know those Friday afternoon lectures by like 3 p.m. They're just, they are literally just there, just talking. Just keep talking, you're on your own. That time in school, when we're doing, I think it was company law. The lecture was for, I think, three hours. And usually in my school, even through unit course are not for three hours. There'll be two hours on a particular day, one hour. But this man chose Friday from around that time, I think like one or two to like four or five. He tried to motivate us. He did everything. He comes to class every week with biscuits and pure water for us to cool our to just cool us down first. He wasn't a lecturer in our school, so he would obviously have finished his own school. Then that time, that's the only window he has, so he would come. We would not be looking at him. That's it. Not in. We, we don't put, the man is putting every effort to make sure we understand. We are putting in no effort to understand what he's saying. We are like, let time just go. You keep talking, time to keep moving, and we'll just be here. No effort in trying to understand what he's saying. And that's, and that's what Paul was saying. 
He says, wait. Why is it that you've refused to put effort in trying to understand the truth about Christ? And then he asked them certain questions that they knew the answer to. And it's sad that Paul calls them babies. And in today's church, you can't ask these questions that they have the answers. The answer, the question that babies in Bible days will answer, people in our day can't answer. We have work. He called them babes. But they had the answer to these questions. Look at it. Verse 2. He says, This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit. How did you get the Spirit of God? Some of them now say, Seven steps to getting the Spirit of God. Number one, set yourself apart. Number two, confess all your sins. Read your Bible. Cry to God. Desire it. Lift up your leg. Open your heart. He says, How did you receive this Spirit? Listen, what I just mentioned are more ridiculous, more ridiculous than the things Paul was comparing it with. He said, did you receive the Spirit? By making sure you don't steal, you don't kill, you don't save any other God, you do not commit adultery, you observe the Sabbath. He said, did you receive the Spirit by obeying those things? I hear what I'm saying. He says, oh, by believing the Gospel. You know what he said in Romans? He said, the righteousness of God without the law is manifest. So, what he's teaching is this. He's saying, how did you... So, it's not like, okay, ah, I want to have the Spirit of God. So, I have to do all the right things. Then what's he coming to do? He's looking for accommodation. Is he homeless? You are not a hotel. You are the house of God. Are you hear what I'm saying? In a hotel, they clean it, then you come because it's clean. In your house, now the way you lay your bed, you go lie on it. He comes into his house to clean his house. So when he comes into you, he makes you neat. When he comes into you, he empowers you. He didn't say, oh, what kind of house do I want to be? Um, I need a hotel, um, there's AC, I want to have an ocean. No! He comes to prepare the house to be what he wants it to be. If your desires are wrong, he fixes it. If you're not manifesting the gift, through him, you are able to. He enables you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's at, this is why Paul it is him that is at work in you. Praise the Lord. Are you so foolish? Now he's talking about spiritual growth. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you made mature? Are you made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? Verse 5. He therefore that mani- ministered you the spirit and works miracles among you. Do you hear what he said? What he's saying is, he that does miracles in your life, the miracles that he did in your life, translating you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, changing your desires from inordinate affections to things that are pleasing to God, making you that could not do any miracle to begin to do miracles. 
He says, he that made those things, he's talking about the work of God in you. He said, was it because you kept certain laws or because you believed? Listen, because I believe the gospel, the Holy Ghost changes my desires. Because I believe the gospel, he has translated me from the kingdom of darkness, from being an active member of the kingdom of darkness, from being a person that the spirit at work in, children of disobedience that work in, to making me someone who has a spirit of adoption. Spirit of sonship. One miracle. Because I believe the gospel, he translated me from the kingdom of darkness. Took away the stony hearts. The heart that is disobedient. The heart that rejoices when evil prevails. He took me from that place and made me someone that is desirous of good works. Imagine the level of concern some of you have for the spread of the gospel. It's the work of the Holy Ghost. That you are concerned. You see empty chairs. You are like, why? Why? It's the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The desire to do miracles. To just help people. Now, no, he says, no, listen, if he has started that work in you, why do you think you finally do miracles by your power? Was he not the one that started prodding your heart and making you feel like, I should do this thing so I can help people? Let him finish what he started. Don't take it from him. That's what he's saying. Having begun with the Spirit, are you going to be made perfect by the work of, by, by your own effort? Do you see that now? He continues, something I've explained to Aaron through it. He said, even as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. I've explained this already, right? He says, um, Abraham foreseen that God would justify the Gentiles through faith. He says, um, he preached the gospel to Abraham, saying in that seed, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now let's skip to verse um, 13. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by being made a cause for us. First, he's written, Curses anyone under hands on the tree. He says that the blessing of Abraham. I want us to read verse 14 together. Verse 14, want to go. That the blessing of Abraham might come unto the Gentiles through faith in Christ Jesus, that they might receive the promised Holy Ghost. Through what? Through what? Through what? That's how you receive the Holy Ghost. Through faith. He calls them the blessing of Abraham, the promise of God. And now that you have the Holy Ghost, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the manifestation of the Holy Ghost is given to every man for our common good. He says, For to one is given by the Spirit a word of wisdom. He calls, he calls it the, it the manifestation. manifestation. The Holy the Ghost you have, the world cannot see it. You can manifest it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do you have the Holy Ghost? You can manifest it. Can the world see the Holy Ghost? But you can manifest the Holy Ghost in you. How did we know in Numbers 11 that they received the Spirit of God upon them? They began to prophesy. He says, to one is given by the Spirit, word of wisdom. To another, by the same Spirit, word of knowledge. To another, tongues. 
to another interpretation of tongues by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing. He says, walking of miracles. That you are able to walk miracles. That you are able to tell a leg that is withered, say, stretch it out. Listen, what have I been saying since? Revelation knowledge. You must be able to look with the eye of the Spirit. You must be able to see the things that the physical eyes cannot see. You must be able to accept as fact what the Word of God says. Simple. Why normally your mind you think, ah, miracle be had. The Word of God says, if I have the Holy Ghost, I can manifest Him by walking miracles. Do you understand? Mindset. 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 Look at Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. They're going to read together for me. Hebrews. 11 verse 1. Are you there? Alright, read together. 1 to go. Again, everyone. 1 to go. He says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Did you see that? He says, it's the substance of things hoped for. Let me read it from the NIV for you. I love this version. This rendering of it. He says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for. Say confidence in what we hope for. He says, it is the assurance about what you do not see. Say assurance about what you do not see. So, so listen, listen, listen. I might I never have seen myself, myself do a miracle. miracle. I, I hope, hope to do a miracle. miracle. I have I been, been taught, taught that, that it doesn't, doesn't take my, my effort to do a miracle. miracle. That, that because that I have the Holy Ghost, Ghost I can demonstrate Him to others. I know the Holy Ghost can do a miracle. I cannot. He lives in me, so he will through me demonstrate himself. I hope to do a miracle. I must be confident in what I hope for. I must believe that through me the Holy Ghost will do miracles. I must have assurance of what I have not seen. Assurance, meaning I'm sure. I'm certain, even though I've never done it. Can you do this? Yes, I can. And it's not just mouth. I must be able to persuade myself that because the Holy Ghost is in me, Miracles can happen through me. Miracles will happen through me. 
It's called assurance of your sins. If you're going to do miracles, this is why, listen, this is why you cannot be shocked that you did it. Because you always believed. You, were assured, you had that assurance that me, I would raise the dead. So from mindset, we are moving to conviction. You have a responsibility to build conviction, assurance of John sin. Do you see that now? After you know it theologically, you know all the reasons. You know it's not by your effort. You know it's by the Spirit. You must build assurance in what you have not seen. You must be able to see these hands when I lay them on the sick. Life flows in their body. When I speak to that part of the body, life comes into them. You must believe that if someone said one hand is shorter than the other or one leg is shorter than the other, when I hold them, they begin to grow out. I must believe assurance of the unseen. Because of the Holy Ghost in me will manifest that power. When someone says they are cancerous, I can lay my hands on them and the power of God will flow. It's not let me try you. It's not let me try Are you assured? Now, this is your responsibility. The world is not going to give you this assurance. No. They can't. You have a responsibility to build conviction. Let me teach you how to do it. When God when gives God his, his promise, promise, what he wants you to do is do business with that promise. He wants you to customize that promise. Make it fitted into your life. It's like he gives you a cloth, big cloth. He wants you to fit it into yourself. Fit it into your situation. You see, when I speak, every sickness in the body disappears. Let me show you something. In Hebrews chapter 11, when you look at the story of Abraham, I think it's in verse 17. Um, let me see. Look at verse 17. Now pay attention to this. Because I'm telling you how to build the conviction. You already know the promise of God. The Holy Ghost in you can do miracles. And that's how you do miracles. How do you build conviction? Verse 17. Look at your Bible. He says, By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered up Isaac as a sacrifice. So the story isn't it. God tells Abraham, I'll give you a son. In old age, Abraham believed, waited, 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 got a son. As the son was going, growing, God says, God has already said, In your seed shall all the nation of the earth be blessed. Now God says, Sacrifice that same child. Now look, now look at what, what the Bible says. He says, by faith, when God tested Abraham to offer Isaac as sacrifice, he who embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God has said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. 
God has already said it is through the Spirit of God you do miracles. God has told Abraham it is through Isaac that your seed will be reckoned. Now God is saying sacrifice Isaac. So Abraham has to do transaction in his mind to customize prophecy such that he is able to walk in God's plan for his life. If Abraham disobeyed and did not carry Isaac, that's disobedience. That's unbelief. So, he must make sense of the two situations. Because God is not confused. The two situations must make sense. So, God has said you have the Holy Ghost, therefore you can work miracles. In your life, you've tried. It probably hasn't worked. You must be able to make sense of it. This is what I taught you as spiritual intelligence. What did Abraham do? What did Abraham do? Look at it. The Bible says, Abraham, verse 19. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. So in that manner of speaking, he had received Isaac back from the dead. So when Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, he told himself, I will obey God. And God will still fulfill his promise. I will pray for the sick. And their bodies will still respond with health. What if the person doesn't get healed? The promise of God is that their body will respond. I pray, nothing happens. My conviction doesn't change. Why? Because I must make, what, listen, what must make sense to me the most is that God's promise will be fulfilled. So, so Abraham's Abraham honest, I'm going to I'm sacrifice Isaac, Isaac and wait for the guy to come back. back. Do you see, you that? see that? Yes. yes, 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 yes. Was it easier, easier for Abraham to believe, believe, believe that Isaac, Isaac would be raised, raised back from the dead, 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 dead? Or for him, him to believe, believe, believe that the, the end of Isaac's life was that Abraham killed Isaac? Now that's, 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 that's assurance, assurance of the unseen. That what, what God, God has, has said, said is, is, has a has stronger, stronger impact in my mind, mind than what's happening around. around. I, believe I believe I'm a miracle, miracle worker, worker not because, because miracles, miracles have been done through me, but because God, God has said it. I believe that because I have the Holy Ghost, when I pray for the sick, their body will respond with health, not because I have seen it. But because, because he has said, said it. it. I, believe I believe that, that when, when I, pray I pray for the, for the people, people, their bodies would respond with life. Not because I've seen it, but because he has said it. Now by two immutable things, it's impossible for God to lie. If I should fully, if we call it foolishness, I will foolishly believe God, even in the face of contradiction. Now that's assurance of the unseen. I don't, I don't look, look at, at the natural to confirm what he has said. If he has he said it, it, even if I have not seen it, I believe. If he changes, he doesn't change, I believe. Listen, it means that concerning my life, it's a hopeless situation for the devil. If the Lord has said I will cause a revival, even if it's only one person that we continue to preach to, we will not disbelieve God's word. Confidence. Confidence, confidence, confidence of what you hope for. 
Are you hear what I'm saying? Meaning, you have confidence that what he has said is going to do. Are you hear what I'm saying? So, even if no sick gets used, I'll keep praying. You know why? Listen. Sometimes Jesus will pray for someone. Do you know what the Bible says? He said, the person got healed that same hour. It might not have been instant. It might have been within the next 60 minutes. But whether, whether the person, person got, healed got healed or not, you must have the same conviction. The reason why we pray for someone a second time is because we know that the person is healed. Do you hear what I said? So in Romans chapter 4, open your Bible. Verse 17. I want you to read together. Open very quickly. I want you to read together. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. I want you to read together. Romans 4, 17. Are you there? Read together. One, two, go. Hold on. Everybody, Romans 4, verse 17. Are you there? Read together. One, two, go. Now listen to what he says. He says, I've made you a father of many nations. Who was he talking about? Abraham. He says, even before him who believed, he believed in God. He talks about God. He says, God quickens the dead. Whether it was Abraham's dead body or was Sarah's dead womb, God quickens the dead. And those words, and those words, and those words, and those words, and calls those things that be not as though they were confidence of your sin. He looks at a situation. Do you hear what I'm saying? He looks at a situation. He sees that Abraham is obviously without a son. He says, You are the father of many nations. You won't be, you are. He calls the things that are not. Is Abraham the father? He doesn't even have one child. But for God, the prophecy and the reality are the same thing. For him, if he has said you are the father of many nations, you are. You know how the Amplified puts Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1? He says, perceiving as real facts the unseen. Meaning, I look at what has not happened, what is just a prophecy, and I take it as my current reality. I must be able to say, I'm a revivalist. I take the gospel around the city. Even though you are struggling to disciple one person. Calling the things that be not. Meaning, I look through the eyes of the Spirit. I look through the eyes of prophecy. And I say, this is my reality. Meaning, there is glory, mighty walking power in my life. When I touch the sick, their bodies respond with health. 
When I touch the dead, their bodies respond with life. When I preach the gospel, there's so much utterance. I'm able to speak to a crowd of people. Because I'm calling the things that be not as though they are. When I pray for the sick, their bodies respond with health. Conviction. You must be able to have assurance of what you have not seen. Listen, build conviction in your life. If you are going to do the miracles, you must build conviction. When I touch lepers, I don't get infected, they get life. That's, That's what happens. happens. So whether, whether it's tuberculosis, whether it's whether HIV or AIDS, whether it's corona, whatever it is, when I speak, the body of the person has only one response. Life. That's it. I call the things that be not. I call the things that be not. Now, 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 this, this is, is what, what the kind of confidence Peter had, had when he when says, there's, 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 such as I have. have, have, have. Because, because when, when I, I talk, talk to your body, body it comes under an anointing that, that has only one response. response. It's called what? Life. It's the prophecy of my life. If I pray for you, your body must respond with health. What have I done? I've customized the promise of God that the Holy Ghost through me would do miracles. Praise the Lord. Lord, 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 Lord. So I don't look around to know if I'm a miracle worker. No. I look at prophecies. And listen. So when I pray for the first person, and I say, how do you feel? Say, let me not lie. This is the house of God. Nothing. Did you even pray? Because nothing. Because you've seen me do it, you pray again. How do you feel? Say, can you remember what I explained the other time? He applies to this situation. Don't, don't feel bad. He can go and sleep and wake up. And his body responded. But what has happened? Before that time, you've beaten yourself down. You've decided not to pray for anybody. Maybe it was the first person you prayed for. Now you feel terrible. You didn't pray for others. 24 hours later, their situation is worse. He's healed. Why? Because like Peter, you took your eyes off the word of God, the words of Jesus, the instruction to come and walk on water. You took it off and began to look at the natural. Listen, if you would walk miracles, you must learn to see what God has said. He says, who deceived you? Christ has been evidently shown to you as crucified. You have received the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost in you. He releases so much power that their body only has one way to respond. It's called health. Don't allow the things happening around you to deceive you. He says, greater is he that is you. Listen, this must be your mindset. When I pray for the sick, their bodies... I'm not looking at the situation. You know why? Listen, here is why. Here is why. I'm moving it from conviction. I'm going into prayer. Here is why. The Holy Ghost is in me. Meaning, when I touch a sick person. Come, let me show you the illustration. Hurry up. Let me show you what happens. When someone is sick, I have the power of God. I got prophecy. That because of the Holy Ghost in me, I'm able, I'm able to, to do, do miracles. miracles. So, when so when I woke up, up to this person, person, the person might be terribly sick. sick. 
looking so skinny, looking so dried up. But I've learned to look at the unseen, not the seen. I've learned to have confidence in the unseen, that there's power in me that can bring life to this body. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, when I touch this person, you know what the Bible says? It says the very Spirit of God dwells in you. And so the very power of the Most High. That's what he explained. He explained the miracle to Mary. He said the Holy Ghost overshadowed you. The power of the Most High. We create something that has never been done. That same power. That same power. So when I touch you, greater. There's so much power. The power of the Most High comes in you. What is sickness? What they do? Listen, the sickness will dry up like it was never there. Now that's my mindset. So the reason why others are amazed is because they are looking at this car. Jesus. Hey. They are not looking at you. Hey. Let it not fail this time. Let our pastor not be disappointed. No. You are looking at something else. So why they are looking at someone that is dry? You are saying, hey, let time come, let me touch you. Because the power of God is mighty power. We come hit your body. There's no way. Who is that? Who is the daddy of that sickness? He cannot stop. He cannot stop what the power of God wants to do. Don't you see? Does it not make sense to you? Exactly. That's how the miraculous is done. Please sit down. Hallelujah. That's how it is. So, that's the confidence we use. That's the conviction we use when we approach sick, sick people. See, what I have, that power, if it touch you, if it touch you, the sickness will live like it was never there. Because what can stop that power? What can stop the love God wants to show to you? What is it? What is it? Jesus said in John chapter 14, listen, now listen very well. What I'm teaching is so important. Jesus said in John chapter 14, he said, though, if you do not believe because of the things I see, he said, believe because of the works you see. He says, my father in me is the one that does the works. Jesus, the Christ of God, did miracles because the Holy Ghost was in him. The same way he did miracles is the same way you are to do miracles. It's not because he has power. It's not because he's holy. Acts 10 verse 38. God anointed Jesus, set him apart with the Holy Ghost and power. He said he went about doing good. Why? Because God, the Holy Ghost, was in him. This is what Abraham used. This is what the apostles used. Christ. Christ. So, so when, when people listen, he said, of my own, I can't do that's, that's it. There's no, it's not packaging. He <laughs> says, the works I do, my father in me do them. them. They knew. That's how we did it. It's not because he came from heaven to earth. That's how we did it. He said, God set him apart. How God anointed Jesus. He went about he went, he went about. about. Say, he was healing all that were oppressed of the devil. devil. The, reason the reason is not because, is not because ah, 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 you see Jesus' prayer life. He will go in the morning. morning. 
you go and pray. If anybody wakes up in the night, you go and pray till morning. No, because God was with him. So, many people are trying to do miracles in the way that nobody in the entire Bible did. Jesus did it because the Holy Ghost through him did it. He says, my father is the one that is doing the work. That power of God is the one that is coming into your body. Do you, you see that? that? It's not that, not that I created my own power of God, then I put it in myself. So I'm not I'm sure it works. It's not that's not it. That is power. You know, that's why he said in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. He says, able to do. Exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. He says, according to the power that is at work in you. So how do I now pray? How do I pray? I can't now be praying, Father, give me the power. You are already, it means that you are not as short of the unseen. He said, the power of God is at work in you. He says, even to do that, according to the power that is at work in you. Now you are saying, give me power. It means you don't believe him. You don't believe him. You don't have a power problem. You don't have a faith problem. You don't have any problem. Just do the miracles. Mark chapter 16, he says, the signs will follow you. Why? Because I have the Holy Listen, you don't pray. Right now, you don't pray and say, Father, as I begin to pray, I pray that you give me the right tongues. To, I don't want to speak the wrong tongues. Why? You've mastered it. You can master the miraculous that way. You might have mastered tongues and interpretation. You can master healing that way. Now listen, listen. Don't think, think it's going to be, ah, man, it's going to be far away. No, I have the power. When I speak to sick bodies, the power of the Most High enters that body. His glory fills that body. The sickness will not be feeling like it's Ojoro. Because the power that I put is bigger than the entire hell combined. There's the power of God. So I can't so be praying and say, Father, give me power. Father, please, let this be healed. No, 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 no. That's not how to talk. That's not how to talk. How do you pray? How do you pray prayers that cost miracles? What you read, Romans chapter 4, verse 17. What did he say? What did he say? Listen, listen. He says, God calls the things that be not. As though they were. So he looked at Abraham and said, I call you of many nations. Do you see that? He says, I call you. It's not Abraham. Let me tell you what's going to happen. In the future, they're going to happen. Hey, hey, right now. He calls the things that be not. And so I say that in my life, my life is replete with miracles. And that's how to pray. Calling the things that be not, that people get healed in my ministry. Blind eyes are open, deaf ears are unstopped. The dumb are able to speak. That the power of God hits someone on the wheelchair and they stand up and run. That's how to pray. You are calling the things that be not. I told you something when I taught you about Abraham. That God kept telling him the same thing again and again. And so, when you are praying every day, this is how to pray. 
that the sick are healed in my life through these hands when I pray for them. The power of God goes into that body. It fixes things. Light comes into that body. That when I speak to people, there's so much utterance. The anointing of God's spirit, the glory of God is upon my life. Why others are saying, you know, give me glory. God will prepare your glory will come. We wait on No! I carry glory. I'm full of the glory of God. I drip glory, isn't it? I'm full of it. And that's how to pray. Calling the things that be not. You must be able to do that. Calling the things that be not. You see, my finances are so blessed. My mind is so sound. In my academics, I have so much soundness of mind. In my business, I'm weak. In ministry, I'm fervent. Calling the things that be not as though they are. Do you see that? Do you see that? When God was creating the world, you know, in Hebrews chapter 11, he tells us that how by faith we understand that the world was created by the word of God. Imagine that. That he looks into thick darkness and said, light be. Kind of like saying he sees a sick body and said that body responds with health. He calls the things that be not. Listen, listen. If you do not change your prayer pattern, you might struggle. You might struggle. So you have to change your prayer pattern. When you pray in tongues and you stay yourself up, it's time to begin to make declarations concerning the things you are convinced of. You say that the Holy Ghost is in me. The power of the Most High resides in me. Therefore, when I touch anyone, that power flows into their mortal body. This hand is an extension of yours. When I touch any sick body, everything in that body responds to the power of God. That darkness is expelled. Demons take a flight because I host divine glory. You see that? You prophesy as you're commanded. What his word has said becomes your own reality. Now when you do that, when you see a sick person, even you, you will know that this one this is the, the end. end. Because, because the, the, the power, power I carry, once I, carry, once I touch you, you, there's, there's no, no other option. option. This, this is, is why, why the idea, idea of what if they get you or they, they don't get you doesn't come. Peter said what I have. Do you understand? It's not part of the discourse. This is how you have confidence. This is how you consistently work with the miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Press up on your feet. I want to make some confessions right now. I want you to make confessions right now. I give you 30 seconds to make those confessions that will create miraculous effects in your life. Say this with me. I host divine glory. I carry the glory of God.
I house the glory of God. I transfer the glory of God to others. When I pray for the sick, their bodies respond with health. When I pray for those that are crippled, life coming to those dead limbs. When I pray for people with issues, they meet solution. Migraines disappear. Blindness is dissolved. Tumors disappear. HIV is healed. HIV is healed. Troublesome genotypes are changed. Troublesome genotypes are changed. And miracles are bound in my life. My life is replete with the miraculous. My life is generous accompanying me. The anointing of God's Spirit. The anointing of God's Spirit. The glory of God. It's carried through my words. It's carried through my cloth. It's carried through my words. It's carried through my touch. When I touch the sick, when I touch the sick, even before I pray, their bodies respond with health. I see sicknesses disappear. I see sicknesses disappear. I see sicknesses disappear. I see tumors dissolve. In the name of Jesus, I see spine injuries fixed. In the name of Jesus, I see knee injuries fixed. In the name of Jesus, I see mind issues fixed. In the name of Jesus, chronic headache disappear. Chest diseases disappear. People are healed when I show up because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. There's creative, there's creative miracles in my ministry. There's creative miracles in my ministry. There's creative miracles in my ministry. Short limbs begin to grow. Short hands begin to grow. Short legs begin to grow. In the name of Jesus, the dead is raised. The sick are healed. Demons are cast out. In the name of Jesus, when I show up, when they show up, when they show up, they take a flight. They take a flight. The glory of God is upon my life. I host the glory of God. I host the glory of God. I host the glory of God. Any situation meets its solution when I show up. When I show up in the name of Jesus, pray in other tongues right now. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's always solution. Always. Always. Because Spirit is transmitted through my life. In the name of Jesus. I give no place for doubt. Listen, do this with all the seriousness you can muster. Do this with all the fervor you can muster. Take it as seriously as it deserves. I'm a worker. I'm a miracle worker. I'm a miracle worker. In the name of Jesus, every situation, every situation meets with solution. When I show up, in the name of Jesus, every sickness is healed. Long-standing infirmity healed right now. You say those attacks of the devil, a big cause of matter, meet with the glory of God. Those attacks of the 
devil meets with the glory of God. Those attacks of the devil meet with the glory of God. In my family, in my health, with my friends, in my ministry, those attacks of the devil meet with divine solution. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Whereas my daddy gives, it's my reality. It's my reality. It's my reality. It's my it's my it's my reality. You have given it to me. It's mine now. 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 The sick I heal. I demonstrate the power of God. Demons expel in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say this again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm an agent of revival. I'm an agent of revival. I'm an agent of revival. I cause revival wherever I am. I cause an awakening wherever I am. I cause favor to be shown wherever I am. It becomes contagious. It's in my spirit, it's in my soul, and it's my experience. My spirit is fervent. My spirit is on fire for God. It's the experience of my soul, and it's my experience. In my house, at my place of work, wherever I find myself, I cause an awakening for God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I cause the gospel to spread. I cause the gospel to spread. Christ is made popular because of me. Because of me, because of me, because of me, Christ is made popular. Because of me, and because of my church, Christ is made popular. Every tree that my heavenly father has not planted is rooted. Is uprooted. Strongholds are pulled down. 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 In the name of Jesus, every imagination of darkness, every imagination of darkness is stopped. In the name of Jesus, say the power of God is at work in me. The power of God is at work in me. The wisdom of God is at work in me. Say this with me. There's God transform me. There's utterance for me. There's utterance for me. My life, my life, my life is replete with people. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I'm going to give you a prophetic instruction and I want you to be. We're going to rejoice like we know we've got it already. Are you ready? Do you know how to rejoice? Glory to God. Ah, it's a new day for me. It's a new day for me. I see the result of the anointing. Oh, glory. The yoke is broken because of the anointing. 
Hallelujah. Say this liberty in my spirit. Kabaratina asomblatina. Oh, it's a new day for me. Oh, say he's at work in me. He's at work in me. My life is like a well-watered garden of the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let's worship God with just one song. Lift up your hands. Oh, thank you, Lord. Karadina Hasetos. And there is glory, mighty walking, at walk in me. Hey, at that walk in me. Hey, there is glory, and mighty walking power, at walk in me. No. Say there is glory, glory, and mighty walking power. Sing with conviction. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. Stretch your hands and say this. My hand, they heal my ears. They hear. My hands, they heal, they heal, my ears, they hear, my eyes, Come hey, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, yes, in the Holy Ghost, I see what God is doing, hey, in the Holy Ghost, hey, Holy Ghost, hey, in the Holy Ghost, Oh, in the Holy Ghost. Say my hands. My hands, they heal. My, I hear, I know, they see. Kabato, some leader. You need to be more They heal. They, my ear, they eyes, they see. Come on, Father, we thank you. Zilo Sombratina Arate. Oh, it's a new day for our spirits. Oh, with the experience of our spirits, it's a new day. These hands are healing hands. We carry out your counsel. <laughs> we handle prophecy with discretion and excellence. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. Oh, the spirit of revival is in us. Zika Radina Darita, our ears hear, and our eyes see. Glory to God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because testimonies abound. Thank you for the ministry of angels. Thank you for the work of your Spirit. Thank you because your word has created a new reality for us. Would never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We declare over our city that the wave of revival begins. We are ready. We are ready. We are couriers of revival. And therefore, we declare that in this city, the hearts of people are open. And by the Spirit, we connect with them and bring light to them with the power of God and the love of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Say loud, Amen. Shout glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please, you may be seated for a minute. Package your offerings. We're going to take a few announcements. And then...
we are out, out, we'll be out, out of here. here. Glory, Glory to God. God. How many of you were blessed today? I was indeed blessed. Um, so do well to invite someone for services. Um, next month is starting by Tuesday. Glory to God. I'll be starting a new teaching series titled Overwhelming Love. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.